Welcome back to Origins and Adaptations. I am Andrew. And I'm Cody. And, and this we is have a episode show. 32. Episode 32, and we've episode got a good show for you. 30 dopes. Um, Andrew, why don't you kick us off? Kicking us off, we're going into the news. And this uh, is making me so happy. So happy just because it means the possibility that we won't have Mary Jane in this movie. And it's uh, Zendaya came out and she confirmed that she is not Mary Jane for Spider-Man Homecoming. Which I actually just read. Uh, I saw a movie called The Nice Guys. And there is a actress in it and I was looking up what she's been in and I saw Spider-Man Homecoming is actually what she's going to be in next. And she's playing Betty Brant. Which is interesting because... Uh, that would be, that would be Peter's first, like, girlfriend, is Betty Brant. Um, so, I'm hoping that that's the relationship they build, actually. Because that's a really cool relationship that he has. She was briefly in the first Spider-Man movie, played by Elizabeth Banks. But we haven't really gotten much of that character, and her character is important because it leads to... She was in the first Spider-Man movie? Yeah, she's... Which one, which, which one is that? Which, which, which moment are you referring to when, when you, we see her? Uh, it's after... Because uh, I didn't Peter even realize... Peter Parker gets hired for the first time. And he gets shuffled out. And then, Oh, that's right. At the uh, Daily Bugle. At the Daily... Yeah, she works for... She's the secretary of... But Peter Jameson. Parker knew her in high school. No. He meets her when... He... So in the His comics, first girlfriend was not in high school? No. Well, no, 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 no. So in the comics... Peter starts working at the Bugle in high school. That's right. So he meets her while he's in high school, but he, uh, it's not like he meets her at high school. And then they start, then they start, like, semi-dating, and she's like, you live such a mysterious life, Yeah. you never tell me who you are, and so she's like, I can't do this anymore. Well, I totally remember her being in the- I totally remember her being in the first movie and yeah. not being able to recognize her even after you told me it was um, Elizabeth, Elizabeth Banks. Elizabeth Banks. That's yeah. a name that I don't like saying. It's just too much, too many, too many vowels flying at you. Yeah. Um, uh, anyways, I was like, I guess I can kind of see it. It doesn't look a lot like her. Yeah, it's more than the voice. Her voice is different. Definitely. Lizzie Banks' voice. However, seeing her in Wet Hot American Summer, even though it's, what, how old is the movie? 14 years? Yeah. You can still tell it's her. Yeah. Well, it's because she's not wearing a black wig. Right. Yeah. And, but she gets married to Ned Leeds, and Ned Leeds ends up being the Hobgoblin. Um, so she's a, she's actually a really important character to Peter Parker. And Spider-Man. So I'm excited for that. But I had a McDonald's toy of the Hobgoblin when I was a little kid. Yeah? Yeah. It was weird because I remember in the animated movie, I mean movie, animated series, Hobgoblin at one point was helping Spider-Man. Like, for some reason, I just remember that. Like, I need to go watch that series. And you were confused? Yeah, because Hobgoblin doesn't help Spider-Man. Like, ever. He's He's a villain. Yeah. He's basically a, a Green Goblin copycat, kind of, right? He's a... Yeah, like, he is a poor man's Green Goblin. He, and it's brought up many times that he is not as good as Green Goblin. Mm-hmm. Um, then, speaking of movies, uh, Ben Affleck is trying to take full control over the Batman. 
which is awesome. He is not satisfied with his script. That oh, he really? Written. Um, that, that what? That he has written. He he isn't satisfied with what he wrote. Yeah, because he wants to perfect it. He says it's, he says the movie will get released, and he's actually he's telling them uh, this movie won't get released unless he's satisfied with the movie. Huh. So it's it's really cool since he's the main star. He is Batman. Uh, I'm pretty sure he has a contract with WB, mm-hmm. and he's saying I won't. He's kind of holding the he's Batman holding out hostage. Yeah. Until he can get it perfected, which is really cool. For and a second, when you said that, it made it sound like. See, you you said he's really invested in, it and he won't. Oh, he 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 wants full control, but um. What is it? He he's not satisfied with uh, the script. So for a second, it's like I, I don't know that I'm. That's not a good thing that you that you want full control and you aren't satisfied with your own work. Yeah, and we're counting on you to do it. I mean, yes. I mean, I'm sure he'll rewrite it, but just upon yeah, yeah, yeah. first uh, listen, I was like, wait, that doesn't seem good that this guy wants full control and he's not confident in his own work. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, <laughs> no, it, it, I, no, yeah, I, definitely. I, I just, I get that it's more nuanced than that. But it's funny. I there were some people going, oh, uh, I don't know if I trust Ben Affleck with his script, and I went, hmm, let's let's do everything he's ever written has been good. Yeah, I was going to say let's let's look at the. Uh, Let's look at the um, the experiences on hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's give the script writing to WB execs, mm-hmm. and let's uh, Man of Steel, uh, BVS, Suicide Squad, uh, or the Town, Argo, and I want to say one other. I don't remember. Well, but he they co- were very he co-wrote Goodwill Hunting. Goodwill Hunting. They say that it was all Matt um, Damon. Matt Damon, but there's no. I mean, there's no empirical evidence of that. People yeah. just presumed that because Damon's early career was a lot shinier yes. than Ben Affleck's. Whereas Damon, since the Bourne movies, like, I feel like since after that and The Informant, which is very good, um, that came out in the 2000s, I think his career has mellowed out a little bit. Yeah. Whereas Affleck seems to, he's it's still going refined up. with age. Yeah, definitely. Um, and Similar to Matthew McConaughey, whose early career is riddled with terrible movies. <laughs> it's just rom-com after rom-com. Yeah, and, and both those guys have, have uh, grown, and mm-hmm. I think Affleck has shown that he's a versatile Hollywood talent, not yeah. just an actor, but he, he is, really is capable of directing and writing. And writing. And he's producing now. Yeah. And he has the funds for that, we all know. Yep, yep. <laughs> but... No, I think that's actually a good thing because yes. it means there's going to be consistency and continuity within the Batman uh, fran- franchise coming out. The, yeah. or the, the 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 new not the franchise, but the new series of Batman movies. Yeah, the cinematic franchise. Right. And then uh, two new comic book series are coming out: um, New Inhumans, Royal Family, ongoing. Which I'm excited for just because the Inhumans have been super lame. And because they, they're they trying to focus on... They're calling them new humans. And it's stupid. It's N-U-H-U-M-A-N-S. And it's their version of... They're like, oh, we're going to... Uh, here's the new X-Men. So cool. <laughs> and it's just oh, it's so lame because the characters are lame. And none of them are good. And it's based off of stupidity. And... So the fact that they're getting back to the original family members, which is Medusa, um, Karnak. I don't know if Karnak's joining. I'm hoping he does. And then um, you got 
Uh, I forgot the names already. That's dumb of me. I'm I'm sorry. Uh, Black Bolt, and then there's the guy who can smash things, and I forgot his name. It's Gorgon. That's it. Uh, and it's getting back to those original five or four, and I'm excited for that. But then it's also interesting because Black Bolt is getting his own solo series. So I don't know how long Black Bolt is going to be in this uh, royal family line. Um, it'll be really interesting. I think he is... It starts out with him in a space prison, um, which is kind of fitting since he kind of committed genocide on the ex... Uh, the mutants in the world. So it'll be interesting. Um, then also Angela Bassett, who is in a lot of um, Black Empowerment empowerment movies i would say she's a very she seems to be a really key actress in a a lot of those movies which is really cool she's going to be in the black panther movie and i'm pretty sure she's going to play uh, t'challa's mom um for those who don't know t'challa is black panther and it'll be really cool i mean we've already seen his dad he dead um and so we'll get his mom which uh I'm hoping they do do right because within the Wakandan community, even though there's there is a patriarch, it, it there is a king. Um, the women are very strong, and actually, uh, as we we got a glimpse of it in Civil War um, with his bo- his one bodyguard, but the Black Panther, the king, um, is actually surrounded by uh, female warriors as his bodyguard. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're very well trained, so I wouldn't be surprised if she's also kind of a matriarch role, where it's kind of like a <clears throat> matriarch-patriarch society, where both of them are in charge. So, I'm excited. I'm just excited for the movie to come out. Really cool. Uh, some sad news. Uh, Overwatch's first graphic novel uh, was cancelled by Blizzard. They said they were going different directions with the story, uh, they appreciate the team that was working on it, but they, it's just not in the future right now. Which makes me sad because that was going to be a lot of backstory to the characters for the game Overwatch, which doesn't have a single story or a campaign. They just have some webcomics and some uh, animated shorts, which I'm hoping means that they're going to make an, a movie, a full-blown full movie, which would be really cool. But... I want more information on those characters because they're really cool characters. Uh, and then Han Solo film will have a Western theme to it. Uh, or Western feel. It's interesting. People are people are starting to compare it to Firefly, which is a very Western, spaghetti Western TV show. Mm. Um, and I was talking with Cody, and we were both trying to think this over and i'm totally fine with it uh, as long as i mean he's in the same boat here as long as they don't try to make it full western because that, yeah that's i not want the star it wars to universe. still feel like a star wars movie and i don't think they would i'm yeah. i'm just saying that if they're gonna say it's got a it's got some spaghetti western influence mm-hmm. that's just such a it's just such a blanket generalized statement to throw yeah. out in a movie the music, the set design, um, 
are you talking about the lighting and, and just the camera work? Yeah. What exactly do you mean it's got a Western influence in it? Don't know. Are there going to be tumbleweeds and revolvers? I mean, I don't think that a Star Space Wars... Space I don't think that a Star Wars movie needs those elements in it. Um, I don't... I suppose I could see someone doing some kind of weird, like, one-shot where it's like, hey, what if this was... And it's it's not even a canon movie. They just did some kind of hypothetical. Like, I'm, I'm now but thinking... I think, but, but I think that would be kind of weird. And people are already confused because Rogue One is kind of both a prequel and a sequel at the same time. It's a, you know, it's a mm-hmm. side story. I just think it would be really confusing to do a movie that's too stylized. So I hope they mean, yeah, you know, it's tailored and in certain ways to be maybe a little bit more a little bit more like a western um, style of, of shooting a film like the, in mm-hmm. terms of camera work and, and maybe some music to highlight the fact that you know these are smugglers and scoundrels and yeah. it's, they kind of work and there's going to be they, bounty hunters yeah and, and those guys roam space they roam the cosmos the way the gunslingers roamed the west yeah and I, think, the, I think that's the that's what they're trying to get. I at. like the parallel. Don't get me yeah. wrong. I th- I think it's cool, but you gotta keep it Star Wars still. Yeah. I mean, I I don't see them throwing out the whole. You know, Star even Wars the concept. music to a certain degree has to stay pretty Star Warsy. Yeah, I guess. I I I just I don't know. I can't see Lightspeed with just spaghetti western type music. I could see them doing a spaghetti western take. Yeah. On the John Williams style of of compositional yes. uh, works. But yeah, you can't just you can't go you can't go uh, full on spaghetti western. It'll be interesting. I'm excited. I don't know. Can you? It's the first time I've actually been. Maybe excited it wouldn't about be so bad. Thing. Hey, can you you know the beginning of Knights of Sidonia by yeah. Muse? Yeah. I suppose. I'm also thinking of pretty Cad... sweet to see Lightspeed hit with that kind of music. I'm also like thinking of Cad Bane from the animated Clone Wars TV show. I don't mm-hmm. know if you saw him. Mm-hmm. Obi Wan fought him a lot, which had like he had revolvers. And he wore like he had like a cowboy hat, and he was he was a bounty hunter, mm-hmm. um, or so he, he was had, actually he, more he of a had mercenary. Bu- he had bullet shooting revolvers. They were they were like laser blasts. Gotcha. He had like they were like six well, cartridges, I think. I do know that um, those types of weapons do exist in the Star Wars universe. Yeah. Um, like I just in fact I just know like the rifle. You know you know the long um, musket looking rifle that Luke brings out with him when they look out. For sand people, yeah. In the in episode four, he has that long, yeah, like almost like a musket rifle. Um, I think they refer to one of those guns in either Heir to the Jedi, or maybe another. Maybe maybe it was a uh, an expanded universe book where they say that those types of weapons do still, you know, or do like do, do exist in yeah, yeah. Bull, bullet weapons do exist in that universe. I can believe it. I, I am pretty sure Cad Bane still had... As do swords. Lasers. And knives. Yeah. I know vibro swords are definitely a big thing. Mm-hmm. But even... They ha- they essentially have weapons that are uh, equivalent to, like, a katana. Mm-hmm. They have just standard swords. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they have vibro swords and vibro blades, too. Yeah. But those are high-tech. Super high-tech. High-tech stuff. They even have seat belts in the Star Wars universe. That's crazy. <laughs> For those who do not know... Uh, the reason viral blades are important is because they are the only weapon that will uh, withstand a, white, a lightsaber, mm. and so people would use them in when they fought Jedi, so that way they wouldn't get chopped in half instantly. Makes sense. 
I mean, it would happen eventually, because you're fighting Jedi. To postpone the inevitable yeah. before you inevitably die a horrible, crappy death. Yeah, you get a few A hits humiliating, in. crappy death. <laughs> you can block a couple. Yes. Uh, then this was kind of cool to hear. Matt Ryan, who played the character Constantine in the NBC TV show, mm. um, has been going to Comic-Cons. And this... Uh, he just recently went to a Comic-Con and just wanted to thank all his fans um, that have <laughs> believed in him of playing Constantine. Because he really has brought that role to life. Um, I I really can't see anyone else playing the role. I didn't watch too much of the TV show, but the little bit of I, that I did watch, I really appreciated him as the character. Mm. The and, show was canceled, wasn't it? Yeah, I did one season, then it was canceled because NBC... Uh, doesn't know how to hold on to a TV show. And then he was then uh, introduced in the Arrow TV show. He was in one episode, played the same character, uh, which was just kind of cool. And I hope that he gets to play the character. He he said he's not giving up on the role, so um, he's he's down to play Constantine whenever. I'm hoping that CW picks, picks it up. Uh, and is able to keep continuing with the show. But, I don't know. He was a really good actor. I mean, he is a really good actor, and he he did the role justice, and he loves playing the role, and the fans love him being the, that role. Um, then some kind of sad news this week. Uh, Ron Glass, Shepard Book from the Firefly TV show, has passed away, um, which is just kind of sad. It's kind of in this era where we have to kind of get over the fact that we won't get any more Firefly. Uh, which was kind of obvious after Serenity with uh, Wash dying and Shepard Book dying. Um, I mean, I guess they could, but without those two characters, it would kind of feel empty. Um, so, I don't know. It's this interesting moment where, like, it seems... You know, nerd I'm kind of are happy. Disappearing. I'm kind of happy that I didn't get into Firefly when the craze was happening... I, I have watched the first two episodes. It's one of those shows that for some reason or another, something always ended up distracting me. It wasn't because I didn't like it. Yeah. Um, I, th- I just fall asleep. Yeah? I love the show, and I fall asleep almost every episode. It's Yeah, it's not because it's a bad show. No. No, I think when I first watched the pilot, I fell asleep through it. I had to rewatch it. I think I rewatched it two years later. Yeah. Uh, I, to make sure I memorized it. And I, I still... I even remember we had friends come over to watch it, and, like, I fell asleep when other people were in the room. Like, it wasn't just me watching it by myself. Mm-hmm. I fell asleep with others. I don't know. There's... I love the show. I love Joss Whedon. I love his TV shows. I've watched all of Angel. I've watched most of Buffy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he started Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I've been watching that consistently. Um, yeah, so I think it's just... I don't know. One of those shows, I guess, that's a bit of a slow burner in some ways. I mean, I think the biggest thing is that the... Pacing? The, the action isn't, like, in your face. Right. It's not... Even when there is a lot of the action, it's very slow action. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of dialogue. Mm-hmm. Um, the music's just so soothing that mm-hmm. I'm just like... Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I love the show. I mean, I've Serenity, I've watched multiple times. I love the movie. Um... And I think the biggest thing there is there's the action in that movie is more fast paced than the TV show. Oh, getting back budget. to my yeah, getting back to my original point, 
I know so many sad Firefly fans, just people who are so, um, they were so let down by the early canceling of the show. Yeah. And they, some people love the movie, whereas I know some Firefly fans who thought the movie, or the, the TV show could have used a better movie. Really? Um, I, I, oh yeah, I know people who liked Serenity but thought that it deserved a better one. A movie with, I don't know. Well, I don't know. I don't know what they said about it, but I, I know a couple people who thought that the movie was forgettable compared to the TV show. Hmm. I've, Which is interesting. I've heard people say that. I remember the movie more than I remember the TV show. Really? Yeah. Um. Like I said, I haven't seen Serenity, and I've only watched the first couple episodes of Firefly. Hmm. Um. But good show. Good I'm just show. saying I'm happy that I wasn't one of the people who like fell into the craze when it when it was going on. Oh, and so that way I don't have so I can, you weren't I can, disappointed. Yeah, I can go and watch the movie yeah. or probably go yeah the movie and the TV show with kind of emotional detachment yeah. from it and just enjoy it for what it is. Like me with uh, Young Justice when it happened. Yeah, but now nah season three. Okay, are we gonna? Yes, I wanna. I'm... Is that part of um, this? I'm going to I'm going today? to make it part of it just because. Cody, I... We've been watching Young Justice, and I can't believe that I put this off for so long. I, I showed you, like, two more episodes, and then I was, I was like, okay, well, let's go to bed, and Cody's And that like, was the end of it, and I was yeah. like, no, no, I was, no, I was yeah. like, we're watching more, what are you doing? You're, yeah. You're not, you're not turning it off. <laughs> and, and we've watched consistently, like, four to six episodes each night. Yeah, it's so because, fantastic. I mean, I've, I've always loved the show. And it, one interesting moment, like, I have to tell this, because I loved it, when we got to, I don't even remember what episode it was. Uh, we, was it we got the episode to... before they go through the death trap? Was it the episode prior to that one? The death trap. Remember the death trap where, where it's, uh, I think, isn't it Kid and Superboy who are, who are bound up on those... Uh, what are those rock that those rocks are oh, being drowned? When was it Red the tornadoes? Yeah, was it the episode before that? I think it might have been that one. I don't know when you said it, but I just remember there was a moment where Cody turned to me and was like, "Wait, what's happening?" And I was like, "Well, it's they're oh, bringing oh, oh, oh. in they're bringing in elements from other episodes, and this is going to continue." Mm-hmm. And he went, "I'm just not used to that in a cartoon." I was like, "Yeah." This show is being written written like an actual TV show. Yeah, that's I would say and the it, amazing thing about Young Justice is the sense of humor is lighthearted, almost like a kid show. There's the animation, which is very, you know, vibrant and and, yeah. and kid like. Man, I love the fight scenes. Man, kids would love the show for the fight scenes yeah. and for the the voices and the animation. But I don't think I don't think a nine year old could follow the plot. Oh, no. at all. No. It's it's too all over the place. Yeah, I'm but not, I'm not together. saying that it's. It's 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 also not like super stuffy and highbrow either, yeah. but yeah, they're bringing in multiple plot lines and they they converge. Yeah, it's really There's, it's really well written. One thing I love about the bringing in, I should say, brought in. It's yeah. an old show. Yeah, the third season, season comes out. three, man. Uh, one thing I love is there is an episode, the very first episode, uh, with the characters. You see, each of the founding members of Young Justice with their respective superheroes. So you see Robin with Batman, you see Kid Flash with Flash, uh, Speedy with Green Arrow, and Aquaman with uh, Aqualad. Mm-hmm. And they're all fighting 
ice villains. Like, that was, for some reason, something was happening with the ice villains. Um, Robin and Batman are fighting Mr. Freeze. Mm-hmm. Uh, Green Arrow and Speedy were fighting Killer Frost. Uh-huh. And then Flash and uh, Kid Flash were fighting... Cold. Captain Cold. And then Aqualad and Aquaman, I believe, were fighting High School Junior. Such a stupid <laughs> character. Uh, <laughs> I'm so, okay. His name... I don't, I don't know what it because, is. Because I feel like Icicle Junior has to be, like, the world's crappiest alternative uh, folk band. Yeah. I don't know. It just... It, 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 the, the, the best part is so funny. The best part is in the episode where this is this all came together, uh, <laughs> Batman is explaining, like, the whole plot. Yeah. And he says Ice Cold Jr. And Cody just starts laughing. Like, he's just laughing. And misses the entire... <laughs> the entire <laughs> setup to the storyline. And it gets further and Cody goes, wait, what's happening? And I explained it. He's like, when that, when they explained that, I was like, when you're laughing at the name High School Junior. And he was just like, oh, right. Yeah. But no. And so there, there's, it's one simple fight scene that sets up the Young Justice storyline. But then 14 episodes later, it's brought into the show. Like, if they get brought up again, they're like, hey, we're transferring these four ice villains that we captured and and tried they're being sent to prison and they're all being sent to this one prison then you find out that it was for a bigger scheme and it's just kind of cool that the first episode for one little fight scene was actually brought back together for a bigger plot mm-hmm which is crazy but Cody likes it I like it a lot and I'm yeah. excited that there's a third season coming out yeah so good and once I binge the first two seasons I have something to stay current with yeah Whenever it comes out. Did they say at all? No. It hasn't even been picked up by a network yet. It's just in the works. Yeah. It has producers and it has people creating the TV show. It just needs a network. So. I'm... I am fingers crossed hoping it's Netflix. Because I, I will binge that show. I will That's, binge that show. I mean... It's still good news, even if we don't know any specifics. Yeah. It's, oh, it made me so happy. Now you can see why I got so excited. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I totally understand what you mean. I remember when Andrew saw that, he was like, ho, ho, <laughs> you know, in his Andrew way. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that show you showed me one or two episodes of like a year ago. It was yeah. pretty cool, I guess. But it gets way better. It's so it gets much, better. much better. Yeah. I would say... Right when you watched it. I mean, that first episode that you watched with the android that pretty much almost killed the entire team. Mm. That's when you were going... You you went... I remember you going, Oh, that was intense. Mm. That was... That was... I was like, Ah, oh, Cody's hooked. Cody's hooked. I also liked when you showed me the scene where Dick Grayson is doing uh, acrobatics yeah. in his training room and he's taking a sip of his water bottle and Bruce says, come out here, training, and they play one-on-one basketball. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, dope. And then <laughs> Alfred's like watching them going, my boys. Yeah. My boys. No, good series. Good series. Uh, now, moving on, kind of segueing into our main theme of this episode, uh, there was leaks that there's possibly Marvel versus Capcom no. 4! Uh, in That's the works, pretty rad. Which I am so excited for because 
What was the last console that had a Marvel vs. Capcom game on it? Xbox 360. Oh, so the, it was last oh, generation. I didn't, I didn't realize that. Yeah. I thought that was like an archaic series. I mean, no. it, well, it is. Well, well, yeah. I didn't realize that. I've only ever played the ones that were either at arcades or on SNES. Well, there was, there was Marvel vs. Capcom, 64, the first right? one. Or was it no. PlayStation? It wasn't PlayStation? on 64. No. Uh, so there was Marvel vs. Capcom, which was an arcade. Right. Uh, and That's then the one I remember was, vividly. Then there kid. was Marvel vs. Capcom 2, which was on the Dreamcast. Oh, okay. And then they re-released Marvel vs. Capcom 2 on the Xbox. The original Xbox. Gotcha. And then they came out with Marvel vs. Capcom 3 on the... For, I want to say it was for PS3 and 360. I'm pretty sure it was on PS3. Mm. Um, but I have... Ben, my brother Ben, he has... Marvel vs. Capcom 2 on the Xbox, and then I have Marvel vs. Capcom 3. Uh, I love those fighting games. I am absolutely terrible. Just, I am garbage at fighting games. But I I will always grab Marvel vs. Capcom, and I will always grab Injustice. Which kind of leads us into our main theme, which is comic books, comic book video games. Mm -hmm. So video games that have adapted comic books. And just kind of the history, our favorite ones, ones that we've played, and just the whole the whole genre in general. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's really interesting. The very first, very first uh, comic book video game was on the Atari Twenty Six Hundred, and it was Superman, and it was terrible. <laughs> and Superman has never had a good game. There were su certain things that you could do in Superman Returns that were kind of fun, like breaking the sound barrier and little things like that, but I've never played a, a fantastic Superman game. I, the death and return of Superman for SNES was fun. Yeah? Have you ever played it? I've just seen video of it and it looked terrible, but I don't, I, don't know. I mean, it looks like a... A 16-bit side-scrolling game. I don't remember. You, th you, that's thought, the, you thought it looked terrible? That's the one that... That, okay. I like no, the no, way no. it looked. Now that, now that I'm remembering, that's the one that was kind of thrown into a... The reason I didn't like that one is because it kind of was thrown into a generic side-scrolling beat-em-up. It is a really generic side-scrolling beat-em-up. That's, that's the issue I have. Where it's like, they just took Superman and put him in a side-scrolling beat-em-up game. That's true. That's, that's, what, that's what I remember of it. Um, and they didn't really... I mean, he had laser... Vision and he had mm -hmm. some cool powers, but the sad thing was that the punching always did more damage than any of his powers did. So that was what I remember thinking very weak about. Was very weak about it. I enjoyed it a hell of a lot playing as a kid. Yeah. In fact, I got that game for I believe my uh, seventh or eighth birthday as yeah. a, as a kid. I might have been even six. I was pretty young, and I had a Superman birthday party. And I want to say that my uncle or my grandfather bought me that game and I played that. Okay. And uh, no, and that's the thing is I had only had an SNES for about a year. Video games when you're a kid are are fun. Oh yeah, like that's I I remember when you're a kid you don't really care. Kid. And then I went back played them now. I'm like these are terrible. Like which games? Like, this is this is terrible. Um, which games <laughs> come to mind? I had a game on my very first Game Boy Advance game, and it was called Caveman. Mm -hmm. I remember playing that game a lot as a kid, and I went 
went to go play it again. I was like, this is bad. Yeah. This is really bad. Um, I, the hardest thing is, like, I grew up on video games uh, in the 90s, so I had the N64. So, a lot of the games that I love are still good to this day. Diddy Kong Racing is hard to see. Super Nintendo might not have been as consistent as N64 was with games, but Super Nintendo had a share of good games, too. Yeah, I never had one. That was still the 90s, though. I, th- I want to say that came out in 1991. SNES? 90? Yeah. Are you sure? Because I'm pretty sure the N64 came out in 92. The N64? Yeah. Well, the... Ori- I might the ori- be wrong. The original Nintendo was not in... It wasn't... It was like 87, wasn't it? Yeah, it was still the late 80s, so I can't imagine the SNES being out. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it was 96. I think it might have been 96 for N64. N64, yeah. So I, I, I think that... Yeah, but I was... I mean, I was like one right. when the game came out. So, I mean, the SNES. And we had an NES. I never owned so, an NES. Yeah, my dad had an NES. My dad loved video games. And so... We had an NES, and we had that till we got the N64. Mm. Uh, that's, a big, up, that's a big jump. Because yeah. I remember as a kid always being drawn to, I don't know, I liked the boxy old look of the NES. I just mm-hmm. thought it looked cool. Yeah. And I remember when I I, I had been spoiled with my, my SNES, and then when I went to go and play NES, it just felt really rigid. And and like just I don't know the games got boring after a while because you oh, can really? you can only do so much on the NES but yeah because SNES is essentially the same it's it's a similar gameplay style I always thought but you're limited in terms of options and you know moves and attacks yeah because you only have a couple buttons yeah I uh, remember when I when I first saw the PlayStation controller. I was like, holy cow, how am I even going to play this game? And now the PlayStation controller, the original one especially, just mm-hmm. feels so basic. It is, it is. But it's so funny, the, the PlayStation controller and the N64 controller, when when I first saw those, I was so intimidated. I was well, so intimidated to play those. Well, you should with the N64 controller, because that, <laughs> that controller is terrible. Like, I, I have played N64... Most of my You don't childhood. think that it was a step up from the previous two NES? No, that thing's garbage. That controller is terrible. It had three handles. That part I did not like, but a lot of games allowed you... You couldn't use the D-pad. A lot of, a lot of those uh, games allowed you to just stick to holding the middle... Oh yeah, I know. It just limited Like Star Wars Shadows of the Empire? Heck, I don't even think I touched the left... I, I, I pretty much that's remember you, playing that's N64 you, games always with my left hand on the mm-hmm, middle and my right middle. hand on the right. Yeah, that's how, that's how they're built. But that's that's a third of the controller oh, yeah. not being used. No one ever uses the L button. No one ever uses the D-pad. It's like, are you, are you, this is the controller? So when the GameCube came out, mm-hmm. the GameCube controller is phenomenal. You know what's funny is I never played GameCube, man. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why. I think it was because I think S. I mean, a lot, I, of, a lot of the games that I liked, or I should say, the types of games like uh, I liked fighting games and I liked uh, combat games. What about comic book games? 
Some of them, like, I mean, I liked... What's up? They're good, right? Comic book games are good. Comic book games? Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. But, I don't know, I just... As a kid, when 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 all those uh, when all those consoles were coming out, I I was just more into like war games, and I think I remember playing a lot of games like Silent Scope and just random oh, sp- spy games. And... I'm messing with you. I mean, I I played I play mostly non comic book games. Oh, well, I mean, I know I know the I know the focus is comic book video yeah. game, but I mean, we were talking about we were talking about. Controllers. Controllers. That was the topic. Yeah. Um, but what what was your first comic book video game? Was it the Superman game? Yes. The fir- that was the first one that I had ever played, I think. Um, I guess I had played a lot of nerdy video games. Like, of course, I had Dragon the Bruce Lee story, yeah. which is, you know, nerdy in its own right. Uh, I would say almost every video game is nerdy. Yeah, but I feel like... Uh, I don't know. If you if you if you played Dragon, you get what I mean by nerdy, like just the sounds they have Bruce Lee make. Yeah, I it's, mean it's it's kung fu nerdy. I, pardon, pardon me, dorky. Okay, it's a dorky video okay. game, but it's okay. also incredibly badass. Yeah. No, when he roundhouse kicks a guy, he goes, Atta! Atta! <laughs> yeah. and of course Bruce Lee did that, but yeah. it's so it's they they cartoonified the hell out. Oh of yeah, it. definitely. But that, and then of course the Star Wars video games. Um, as a kid, I used to I frequently rented the Hook video game, although it was annoying because it, it was I remember having a lot of scenes and I'd never beat that game, and really? uh, yeah, I remember hating I hated the Lost Boys levels because the the little kid uh, the black kid Thud who would roll up mm-hmm. and and bowl other people oh, yeah. he'd always come around and knock you down and take all your life out. I'm sorry, <laughs> but um, sorry, I'm sorry. So th- Cody. so those are some of my like. I guess some of the nerdier games that I like, the dorkier games that I played as a kid, but I really nerded out when I got uh, the Death and Return of Superman, which I'm sure, by adult standards, was always a crappy game. That's what I've been told, <laughs> but I liked it a lot as a kid. I yeah. just I played the living hell out of that game. Um, so that was my first. What was your first? TMNT. Nice on the NES. I played the NES. Till I was probably in eighth grade. Mm-hmm. Like I, I played that console till I was in the eighth grade. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we had uh, TMNT, and then we had uh, TMNT two, uh, and then I was I would always play the arcade, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Nice, I have played that. That's that's a fun game. Yeah. And then there's it's also over at, it's it's over at um, Ground Control. At Ground Control, and it's fun to play. And then they also have the X Men game. X Men super good. Oh my gosh, that game is good. So uh, my, my, for a personal favorite, I have a I actually a, t- a tie. Okay. And I only did research for one of them. One okay. of them actually came to mind just a moment ago, because I was like, "How could I not bring it up?" <laughs> yeah. And it'll make sense what I'm talking about. But uh, so, what is your all-time favorite comic book video game? Um, my all-time favorite is Marvel Ultimate Alliance. And I know it should be the Batman Arkham games because those are pretty much the best there is. But I don't think I've had as much fun as I did with the first Marvel Ultimate Alliance game. Um, It's pretty much a bunch of Marvel heroes coming together to stop Doctor Doom. Uh, And it's, I want to say, you can play 20 characters... 
Um, it's the first time I was introduced to Moon Knight. It was when I really started to appreciate the character Daredevil. Um, they had Elektra in there. Uh, the classics, Spider-Man, Wolverine, Thor, Hulk, Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Um, it was before I actually knew a lot about Iron Man. Uh, it's the first time that I really had vested interest in Iron Man. It had the ultimate Iron Man suit. And you could collect different suits for the characters. Um, if you, It was four players, so you had four characters on your team. You could actually create your own team. So if you put, like... If you put Storm, Iceman, Cyclops, and Colossus on the same team, then it would create give you a bonus <laughs> mm-hmm. for being the X-Men. That's cool. And so it was... Yeah, and then you if you had uh, Captain America, Iron Man, Thor, and Hulk, um, it would give you an Avengers bonus. Mm-hmm. So it was had a lot of cool things there. I think Black Widow was in it as well. Um, Hawkeye was definitely in it. Then they had a DLC where you could add... They added villains where you could play as certain villains. Um, and I think you could play as Venom, and then there was, uh, Magneto was definitely one that you could play as. Mm-hmm. And then Deadpool. That was actually the first game that I knew of Deadpool. Huh. And, uh, I remember, and I played him a lot, I remember he was Ben's favorite character, and because he could teleport. Um, kind of like Nightcrawler's Bamfing. He did the same thing. Yeah, Nightcrawler was also the game. There's a lot of characters. I love that game. And then the second one added elements that were cool, but then they took away a lot that made it not as cool, so I don't find that as fun. Hmm. Uh, so Marvel Ultimate Alliance? Marvel so Ultimate Alliance is my, my top. My second, if I had to choose one, is Ultimate Spider-Man. Uh, Ultimate Spider-Man is a fantastic, probably the best Spider-Man game to this day, mm-hmm. is Ultimate Spider-Man. So... Like you, I feel like I should be saying one of the Arkham games. Okay. Especially because I'm a Batman fan. Yeah. And my pick is a Batman game, but it's only because it was a game that I was just so infatuated with as a kid. I just loved it to death. Uh, I, I loved it to death was the uh, Batman Returns SNES game by mm-hmm. Con... Uh, Capcom? No. Konami? Konami? Konami, yeah. Right. Konami. Yeah, and um, so as a side-scrolling game, it was very similar to uh, both Street Fighter and uh, Final Fight. Okay. But they had added features to it that made it um, a little bit more, I guess you could say, advanced for its time. Mm-hmm. So when you're when you're walking forward, you have the option of actually walking down to, to different angles and stuff, and, mm-hmm. and you could... As opposed to just having to jump over everything, you could actually move to the side. And they gave Batman a lot of different uh, gizmos. You you had a certain number of bombs for each Mm -hmm. level. Um, You had cool things you could pick up. Like it was one of the first times that I remember actually. I mean, outside of a Mario game, I suppose, where you can pick up like life or things that do different things, you know, for you. And I'm sure that existed in other games. But as a kid, it was one of the first times when I was like, oh, there's so many little. They were like Easter eggs. Yeah. And I liked that. And uh, Batman had a couple really cool combo attacks. And one of my favorite things that he could do, and this, this was different to me as a kid because most of the side-scrolling games that I had played, you couldn't do this. Uh, like in the Star Wars games and in... Uh, oh, what else did I play a lot of as a kid? Um, there, there are time, I played so many side-scrolling games as a kid mm-hmm. on SNES. But the Star Wars games, you definitely couldn't pick up bad guys and grab them. 
And um, I loved that. Oh, Indiana Jones. That is such a freaking tough game. Yeah. Oh, I know. Oh, my gosh. That game is so tough for SNES. Very tough. But, yeah, you couldn't pick up anything in that either, I don't believe. Unless you used your whip to do it. Um, But uh, Batman could clunk dudes' heads together and throw them into walls. Or in, or you could actually pick up villains and move and throw them at the motorcyclist flying at you. Hmm. And so it just, I don't know, it felt more real. Also, there's a scene where this building's on fire and you can swing from the bat rope from these metal girders that aren't on fire to, you know, save yourself. And, and there's like, there's a certain, there's certain timing you had, you had to have. Yeah. And so I guess for me as a young, as a young kid playing that game, it was fun because I felt like it was actually channeling or challenging your hand-eye coordination more, mm-hmm. and it was a more interesting side-scrolling beat 'em up than return or than a, the Death and Return of Superman, yeah. which I had played maybe I don't know a year earlier. I actually, incidentally, I think that Batman Returns might have come out a little earlier because Batman Returns came out in the spring of 1993, which is funny because the movie came out in. 1992 and it was the Christmas so yeah. so the seasonal feeling of the video game with people were kind of like wait what's going on here mm-hmm. and there's all these all these digital cutscenes that have uh, that have you know the snow falling and there's this kind of Christmassy feel to the video game but it, even though it was out of season at the time it's people still to this day say that it's undeniably one of the best side-scrolling games that SNES did hmm. yeah mm-hmm so what's your what's your tie with it? My tie with it, and this is because I played this relentlessly at every um, roundtable pizza party I was ever at at this one location, a roundtable that had it was Marvel, the first, the very first Marvel vs. Capcom. Okay, so and the arcade game, the yeah. arcade game, yeah. and holy crap, me and my friend. Ryan, whom I don't see that often anymore. Ryan's kid's name's Ryan Fox. Really, really nice kid. Mm-hmm. If he ever listens to this, <laughs> hope, hope you hear this. Um, our interests have changed over the years, but as as a as a kid, he was in all that stuff too. Yeah. Um, it's just funny that your interests change from your friends over the years. But the, him and then my cousins, and I think every now and again Cameron, when he and I were on the certain sports teams. Over, growing up, uh, we'd all play that, and I remember feeling like we spent hours playing it. It, it probably we were probably only there for what an hour and a half mm-hmm. for each pizza party total. But when you're a kid and you're in the zone, and an arcade game is that good, yeah. I remember playing. I remember thinking, how awesome is this that I can be Wolverine and fight Ryu? Or vice versa. No, Marvel vs. Capcom is it's, standard. It's so it's so good. Yeah. And for some reason, those characters really made sense fighting one another, like yeah. just just the uh, the animation style, maybe. Mm-hmm. Well, because you also had the Street Fighter cartoon, which I liked a lot as a kid. I didn't I didn't keep up with the story, although I don't think anyone did. You just kind of watched it for the action. Yeah. I think cartoons like Street Fighter in the '90s were kind of to what '80s. Kids, how, how those kids felt about He Man or GI Joe? Yeah, you just watched them to because there was yeah. fighting, not because the plots were anything yeah. special. GI Joe's plot is so terrible, <laughs> is it? Yeah. Uh, so Cobra, there, there is a there is a series of of a story arc called the Pyramid of Darkness. Mm-hmm. Like that's literally 
And every time Cobra, uh, Commander Cobra, Cobra Commander, I don't know, I said Commander Cobra, mm-hmm. uh, he's like, the Pyramid of Darkness! In his raspy Cobra voice. Yeah. It's just like, oh my gosh, this is terrible. I tried rewatching G.I. Joe's, and I just... Because Transformers is so good, and the G.I. Joe show just wasn't... They had cool characters, but the show just is not good. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, those shows, as we all know, were schemes to sell action figures, and God yeah. bless them, those action figures and the artwork were sick. Snake Eyes. Dude, Snake Eyes. And that... White Shadow. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, as a kid, I had uh, the Sergeant Savage VHS, and I loved mm-hmm. that. Like I said, the P-40 Warhawk is one of my favorite vi- uh, vehicles ever. Um, but Duke. Duke. I had, I had a 12-inch Duke. G.I. Jane, I don't know if you... I didn't know that. As a kid, I also loved Action Man, which was uh, yeah. a British thing. Yeah. Um, I never... I don't I don't know if there was a cartoon for it. I never watched it. Um, but, no, as a kid, I had a, an 80... Did I ever mention this on the show before? That I my grandma took me to an action figure con because mm-hmm. she was just the, the sweetest, best, nicest grandmother ever. Yeah. And she bought me this... At, at the time, it was vintage. It, was, it had to have been 1997... Mm-hmm. And she bought me this really badass uh, late '80s like mint on card Snake Eyes in the black outfit, what? and I, I I don't know what happened to it. I'm sure I had it for a very long time and it got lost. And it was the the graphic art on it was so cool, and it was always one of my favorite toys. And I used to just look at it in awe, just like yeah. how awesome the action figure was. And I remember like seeing like the the Cobra Command Center, the Cobra Hammerhead. Um, all those sweet toys on toy commercials um, before some of the VHSs that I owned as a kid. Because you know on yeah. VHSs, like when you go to McDonald's or you go to like Target and you get like VHSs of maybe cartoons that came out like a little... Oh, yeah. a there little, was the yeah. Burger King team in Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so, see, or the Power Rangers VHSs, they had uh, Power Rangers toy commercials oh, on yeah. there. Yeah, and I just remember... Along with Power Rangers and Batman and Star Wars, I remember thinking G.I. Joe had some of the coolest toys ever. We had one Power Rangers VHS when I was a kid. Which one was it? Zach's that? birthday. That's what I had. Yeah? Well, that was the first one that I had. Then yeah. I got a couple of the Green Ranger ones. Yeah, Zach's birthday was the only one. So I've seen that episode so many times. Incidentally, I actually think the villain they fight in that is one of the cooler designs. Yeah. The, the knight. Remember that? The, yeah, the, the Black Knight. The Black yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think they called him the Nasty Knight, which is yeah. kind of a goofy name. But he looked pretty cool. Yeah. Whereas most of them That's were the one stupid where ones. Up like the surprise birthday for Zach. Right. Yeah. And Kimberly pretends to not know that it's his birthday. And then he gets all sad because he thinks no one's noticing his like no his Huge pothole. She could have said happy birthday, and they still could have had a surprise birthday party. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And then I remember the cotton candy machine. Yes. Yeah. Where they fly into it? Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> or Vulcan's... Vulcan, no. Is it Bul- it's Vulcan's... Jason Vulcan. opens... No, Billy or Jason open up the uh, cotton candy machine and a skull flies into it. Yeah. It starts over- overflowing, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh there's gosh. actually a segment of that episode... This or, is like... There's a, there's a segment of... Yeah, that episode in the opening credits. Where, 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 yes. they, where they fly into the cotton yes. machine. Yeah. I always thought... That this was, like, one of the first episodes because of that. Yes. Yeah. So, I don't know. As, as a kid, you had to love a lot of those um, old cheesy cartoons and video games. But, I mean, 
now a lot of them, looking back on them, a lot of them are pretty bad. Yeah. And these, I played... These are our favorites. These aren't the best. Uh, the best, really... I mean, Ultimate Spider-Man is up there with one of the best comic book video games. But really, the best is Batman Arkham Asylum. Um, or Bat... Batman Arkham City is probably the... Out of the three, City, Asylum, and Night. Uh, most people I know say that out of all the three of them, City still... Night... Arkham Knight's a, is good, and it's and its story is really well done. Mm-hmm. Um, but just the gameplay of City uh, is just really well done and refined. And I've those, played Arkham City for a little bit and Arkham Knight. Those mm-hmm. are really good games. I remember the first time seeing the... The trailer for Batman Arkham Asylum. And the crazy thing is when they showed the trailer, uh, I went, oh, this is just a CG cutscene. It's really well done, um, but it's just CG. And then it, it like pans back and the character, like the person starts playing the character, mm-hmm. starts playing Batman. I'm going, this isn't CG. Like, this is gameplay. Um, it's really crazy. It's one, It's the first time that I really notice a really well-designed um, video game. And, or, comic book video game. And, right. uh, a follow-up to that is the Marvel vs. Capcom series. Um, Marvel vs. Capcom 3 is great. And, if you have not tried it, the Injustice series. Uh, amazing storyline. Um, they actually borrowed heavily um, with the future, the future scene in Batman vs. Superman, where Superman... Is has gone all evil and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um That is borrowed heavily from the Injustice storyline. Yeah, uh, I never played that video game, but I've actually watched the uh, YouTube video, like uh, cutscenes and stuff. Yeah, like isn't there? There's a trailer for it too. Was yeah, it, yeah, the teaser for yeah. it. I'm trying to remember when when they're all getting taken out. Okay, have you seen this the storyline cutscenes? Have you watched all of them? can't remember if I watched all of them or not. Because if you haven't, we definitely will when Injustice 2 comes out. But uh, I remember being really impressed with yeah. how nice those looked. Yeah, the, it's a beautiful game. There was a game before it that was kind of the the precursor to it uh, called DC vs. Mortal Kombat. Oh, yeah. And the funny thing about the game is it was rated T. Mortal Kombat vs. DC Universe. Yes, yes. Yeah. And uh it was rated T because DC wouldn't allow them to have an M-rated game. Mm-hmm. And the reason is because... And the fatalities were changed, which made a lot of people mad because it is a Mortal Kombat game. Uh, but they didn't care about their characters dying. They didn't want superheroes to kill characters. Mm-hmm. And so they actually made it so uh, the the villains and the superheroes' fatalities were kind of just like knockouts. Um, which was kind of a downer. Um, I remember playing the crap out of that game, and so when they announced Injustice, uh, it just made me even more excited. Never NetherRealm, a studio that does Mortal Kombat, does both games. Uh, and they are coming out with Injustice 2 soon, and I'm very excited for that game. Very excited. But Yeah, just a couple of comic book video games. Uh, the Lego... The Lego games are really good. The Lego Batman games. Uh, Lego... Some other good ones that I played. I always liked the uh, first uh, Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movie uh, video game as a, as yep. a kid. Like, that was pretty good. Um, Followed up by Spider-Man 2. Hmm. Spider-Man 2 was actually uh, critically acclaimed as the best Spider-Man game. And then Ultimate Spider-Man came out. 
and was better. Mm. But. The Spider-Man video games that I played, I had never played a bad one. I've played a few of them. Uh, I'm sure uh, there's bad. Spider-Man, friend or foe, is pretty bad. There's a lot of them actually. They're just they're just not the main ones. Uh, the new series, the web is sh- the web of shadow series. I have all of those. Um, they were they were decent. They weren't bad, but they weren't like good. I don't know. I'm excited. Insomniac. Uh, personally, my favorite uh, behind Bioware, my favorite game developer is developing a Spider-Man game come the end of 2017. So I'm excited for that. But, yeah. Those are our comic book video games. Um, Do you have any favorite recent reads or any recommendations? So I had uh, Titans, which is the Teen Titans Grown Up. That is my current favorite recent read. And it's just really well done. It follows the story of Wally West being returned to the DC Universe and what happened... With him, and you see that abracadabra, 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 uh, cadabra, uh, is kind of behind it, even though he's not behind the whole rebirth plot. Mm-hmm. But he is re- he is behind Wally West's being taken out of time. Mm-hmm. Um, he has a re- he has beef with Wally because when he was Flash, uh, he stopped him many times, which kind of put him in this place of like. He kind of ruined his moment. And so, he he's after Wally West. Um, right now, the last issue I read had him... Uh, he had all the Titans pretty much with a knife to their throat. Mm. Uh, and then he had Linda Parr, um, who is... Linda Park. I don't know if he's a Parr. Parr. I think Linda Parr is uh, Mrs. Incredible in The Incredibles. Uh, and, yeah, Linda Park, and she is, uh, he has both of them, he's like, save your friends, the Titans, or save the woman you love, Linda Park, um, who does not know that he is Wally West, and he has, she doesn't know who he is, because they haven't touched yet, Mm -hmm. um, and through the Speed Force, whenever Wally touches the people in his life, they start to remember who he is, Mm -hmm. um, even though... He hasn't been there for the past, what, 10 years. Um, so, yeah. It'll be... I'm excited for the next issue to read it. But, I'm trying yeah. to think if I have anything to recommend anyone. Um, all I can say is if you haven't read anything by... Um, Peter David, I do like him. Uh... I did go back and I, I like I said, I, I read some of those, uh, uh, the second volume of Wolverine after Claremont did his run. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I read, I don't know, five or six issues of, of the Peter David stuff and I do like the way he writes Wolverine a lot. Um, the art's very similar. It's very classic. I feel like he writes Wolverine even grittier than Claremont did. Mm-hmm. Um, Peter David's also a great, uh, novelist he, yeah. he writes novels as well so he helped Claudia Sanchez write uh, the novel Year of the Black Rainbow okay which is the Emory Wars origin story that's a fa- that's a fantastic read I know it's not a comic book 
But um, one of my favorite things in the Emery Wars mythology is the Year of the Black Rainbow um, novel. I don't know if anyone out there is really that into those types of comic books, meaning indie... I don't know if we have any people listening who are into that kind of stuff, but it's a pretty awesome read, and it it makes more sense out of what goes on in the comics as far as the origin story. Hmm. It's, it's cool. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, thank you for uh, listening this week. Um, we love you guys. And uh, if you want to know, keep up with what we're doing, uh, we're at Facebook. We're on Facebook, Origins Adaptations. Um, and then O&A on Twitter. If you guys have any questions, you can send our way. And we'll definitely get them answered and talk to you guys. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for listening.